Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The John Daly Show. Travel. Miami and South Beach were devastated by Hurricane Irma. How can all of us help, even if we live outside the area or we just love to visit? Hi, everyone. John Daly here, along with my undercover jet setter co-host, Susan Anzalone. Susan, welcome. Thank you, John. Um, you know what? This has to be the largest natural disaster that's ever hit the United States. How devastating it was for the Florida Keys and all the flooding in Miami. So we are very thankful that our friend and her family are all safe and sound. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, let's bring in our friend and contributor, Kelly Edge. She is a celebrity interior designer. You've seen her on HGTV. You also saw that she helped undercover jet setter on her tour of Miami and South Beach just a short while ago. And she plays in a lot of celebrity golf events with me. Kelly, welcome, and uh, thanks for enduring. It's got to be pretty tough down there. <laughs> Hi, guys. It is uh, wonderful to be talking with you again, and I wish the circumstances were better. But, um, you know, Miami is resilient, and as I look out my window, I'm, I've got a beautiful view of the cruise ships that all came back into port this morning. I can look at Freedom Tower. I can see a lot of Miami, and I can see it day by day getting uh, more and more back to normal. But we did take a pretty big hit. Wow. Well, it's it's we are talking to you on Wednesday, September thirteenth. So, when you say things are things are things are bad, but they're still getting better, give us just kind of a a, a quick uh, synopsis of it. Okay. Well, personally, we left town on Thursday, drove up to Orlando area, thinking that that would be the place to ride this out. Who <laughs> little did we know that storm was going to take the entire state by by surprise. But uh, Monday morning. We had heard from a couple of friends that rode the storm out in Miami that gave us enough of a green light to feel like it was time we could come back. So we jumped on the 95, headed south, and it was really surreal. We were out there with, you know, a handful of cars and hundreds of these beautiful electric trucks. Oh, you know, those big trucks that the electric companies use to fix power poles. I don't know what you call those kind of trucks, the, the but crew there they were. They were trucks. Yeah, these big electric maintenance trucks that have those buckets that go up and down, and, and there were hundreds of them on the 95, all heading towards Miami along with us, and they were from Wisconsin and Indiana and Illinois and Michigan, and it just warmed our hearts to, to be watching that happen, and it kind of also was freaky to realize this thing's going to be bigger than we really Thought. And when we got to Miami, that was Monday, we had trees completely blocking roads. You could see that they had made the first swipe where they went through the roads with like bulldozers and just and those those saws that cut trees up and they just sort of made a swath so they could get down the Dixie Highway, for example, which is normally three lanes going and three lanes coming. They had that and down to one lane each direction so you could at least make your way through. And we were astounded that Monday it was still so bad. 
we could see downtown as we drove through that. It still had places where the water was up to the top of someone's wheels, but by and large, you could navigate through the downtown. And uh, Coconut Grove, disaster. Boats had actually come out of the water, clear across Bayside Drive, and were sitting in a park that normally is about a quarter of a mile off the water. So that tide came in ridiculously far. And I think the trees was probably the biggest thing that did them in in Miami because they're everywhere. And that's probably what took down most of the power lines. So everything power-wise was pretty much gone. If you had power, you were pretty lucky. And one of our properties that we actually live in had no power and water. And one of our properties that we own and rent it was fully up and running. So we've been very fortunate that we were able to come back and find a place with power and water, but that is not the case for most of the people here. Well, with all of that going on, how long do you think it will be before the tourists can actually come back there? Well, the problem we have mainly is no electricity. So all the hotels have no electricity. So that would be really, really bad. What we're hearing in some of the buildings that my friends and myself live in is that maybe we could see some electricity restored by the end of the weekend. So that's, and that's like the, you know, best case scenario. So we already know we're looking at at least to the end of the weekend for just basic uh, electricity to come back. And I've heard reports it could be longer, just depending on how quickly they think they can get this back up and running but it's pretty it's pretty bad in that we don't have electricity in just about you know there's no electricity in the banks there's no electricity in the gas stations so we can't pump the gas we can't at uh, the grocery stores all the frozen foods and refrigerated foods are gone so um yeah we can't open up anything it's very sparsely um things are very sparsely open they're not fully up with ac and all those kinds of things you, if you go to the home depot you're going to walk through an un-AC'd and a very dark um, situation and you get what you want and it's either cash or some credit cards are working. Not all credit cards apparently even are working. So there's some, there's some challenges down here still. Um, Kelly, talk, talk, to, uh, talk to the folks and tell them about what you were telling Susan and me before. Your husband, Woody, is an American Airlines pilot, and there are no flights in and out just because of that reason, uh, because there's no electricity. Explain that. Okay. Well, actually, there are a few flights coming in and out, so we're not quite sure how that's working and who they are. But basically, if you are a Miami-based crew, like my husband is, He's been told to not come to work, let's see, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now today they just told him there will be nothing Thursday or Friday. And so he did call the company today just to kind of get a gauge on what's going on and why is it taking so long. And the company explained that without our power, we have a lot of problems with TSA screening with uh, the, the customs people that would, you know, check you when you're coming in and out of the country, employees, they can't get back here. The ones that left, you know, and we had mandatory evacuation in about more than half of Miami had to mandatorily evacuate. So there's so many employees scattered and not, there's nowhere to come home because they haven't got any power or water. So we don't have the manpower to literally run the airport at the way that it needs to be run. So it is running, but it's in a very small capacity at this point. 
Um, Kelly, what do you think, is there anything that people can do to help at this point? You know, that's an interesting question because Woody and I were thinking about the same thing. My understanding is we have 120,000 people in shelters still, and we have, you know, all of these power outages, but there doesn't seem to be anything we can do about that, right? It's just a matter of, it seems like they've got everybody they need. It's just, I guess that's just a time thing. And the people in the shelters, you know, they seem to be taken care of. So Woody and I have been just focusing on what we come across. For example, today at the Home Depot, there was a couple, they were standing there with jumper cables and nobody would jump their car. And Woody and I saw them and we brought our car up and a police officer stopped and saw us helping them. And then he got involved and everybody hugged and shook hands and said, thank you. You know, so I think it's more like just as you experience it, you know, on the ground. And then you might hear something from, you know, we have a friend that's got two people that lost their house. So they may end up renting this apartment. So for us, it feels like the, the only way to really help is to organically do it as you just see it in front of you, you know, happening minute by minute. But I imagine there's Red Cross and things like that and FEMA that are taking donations. But physically, from what I can see, it just doesn't seem like there's much that can be done until the electricity gets up, and that's just mostly a waiting game. So, yeah, it's it's frustrating. It really is frustrating to see everything just at a standing halt, you know. I didn't realize electricity controlled so much, and it does. <laughs> Answer is it does. If you drive down the street, there, like I say, there are trees just blocking streets everywhere, and everyone's out chopping and cutting and pushing and pulling and and working together that that is really nice i just saw an ad today for 1000 jobs 12 dollars an hour they need 1000 people to just for the city of miami dade to just um push sweep clean you know you just general general laboring needs are needed so that could be very nice if somebody wanted to join that that labor pool and get those 1000 people out on the streets cuz it's just it's that messed up. <clears throat> they need, that's what they really need is just teams of people just picking stuff up and getting it into garbage bins. You, you took us to a great restaurant that was in a gas station. It was called El Carajo International Tapas uh-huh. and Wine. The question yes. Susan and I were asking, is is that still there? <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's interesting. Everything is still here. Miami did a fantastic job of surviving all of the wind. You know, things didn't, we didn't lose roofs or, you know, things are all intact. Windows didn't blow out there. There was a lot of water damage because people's windows, the water came in under their windows and that happened to us too. So water like that was the biggest problem. But in terms of devastation, the only thing devastated is, you know, the economy and the trees. But little gas station, little El Carajo, I went by there yesterday, and they opened up their little bakery part. Do you remember the little bakery part? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And their wine, of course, right? So they were doing some booming business with their wine and their bakery goods. And unfortunately, because it's a gas station, people started to see these cars, and they panicked thinking they were selling gas. And as I was driving by, the poor owner was running around his property with yellow caution tape, trying to wrap it 
so that people would stop attacking him. I mean, they were coming. It was crazy. You know, we don't have any any um, traffic lights. So people are running through these intersections, all trying to maneuver into his property. And you, you've seen the property. It's not huge. So imagine about 50 cars all trying to get in and out. And it was it was mayhem. It was really mayhem. And I think that's another problem we're having. We don't have any traffic lights. I would say three quarters of them are out. So we have a lot of police officers that stand in the main intersections during the daytime, but pretty much people are just winging the driving part <laughs> around town. But yes, little El Carajo will rise again. <laughs> oh, we're so happy to hear about that. I mean, a pastry and a good glass of wine right now in these tough times would be <laughs> just hit the right spot. Exactly. Oh, you're telling me I, I was, when I went into this, we have this, little grocery store down the street and when I found out it was open I was just so delighted and as I went in and found all the wine still there and intact I thought you know what a beautiful gift of God wine <laughs> needs no refrigeration <laughs> life is good <laughs> age is just fine right age is through a hurricane just fine <laughs> but yeah it was funny when I when I you know I just drive the streets I'm just in awe I take pictures and I'm just I'm just looking and um I'm surprised with everything that has happened. And when you come across a little enclave where someone has opened up their restaurant and everybody is just, you know, drinking away in their plastic cups, you just see that, it, you know, it's a place to go and talk and chat and commiserate and, and be together. So uh, it'll be nice to see more open. Literally, I, in the last three days, I've seen 10 places open. That's, that's pretty sad for Miami. Wow. Well, we hope wow. to get down there once South Beach and Miami are, are back uh, to show people how uh, how they can support the area by, by being good tourists and being down there. And, of course, we're going to check in with you because you've got so many great photos and so many great visions that you can kind of relive it for us and show us what uh, uh, what the rebuild is like and how people can help. Absolutely. And like I say, we're really, really fortunate. There's nothing gone. You know, South Beach is still there. It's just a matter of getting the sand off of the off of the main highway and back onto the beach. <laughs> Things shifted a little bit, but I think that it's just a matter of electricity and, and they'll be back up and, and running. Everything is ready to roll. They just need their water and their electricity. And that's that's essentially the, the only thing stopping us from kicking this party right back into gear. That's what we like to hear. All right. Hey, Kelly, thank you and good luck and uh, keep us surprised. I certainly will. Thanks for checking in, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kelly. For more on John Daly, go to jetsetterdeals.com.